I had this is gonna be the most heartfelt one because after this I don't feel the need to do any more religion episodes for over a month that I can guarantee and promise this time I've done it I've done that promise before but this one I can absolutely guarantee that after this it's a wrap for a month and I'll go back to religion episodes but I'll be doing them from a historical standpoint much more than my personal standpoint even now I'll be telling you what I think about those things um, and the best way for me to start is I want to talk about um, The Center for Free Thought, Equality, Humanist, Atheist, Agnostic, and Non-Religious Elected Officials. Um, below are over 90 elected officials who identify as the atheist and humanist community. This list is sorted by federal, state, local, former elected officials. Um, in 2018, the Center for Free Thought, Equality, and American Human Association commissioned a poll to measure the willingness of voters to support atheists and humanist candidates. The results of the poll indicate that there is a growing preference for secular leaders and that a majority of voters across every demographic prioritize other political concerns over issues of religious faith or lack thereof. What do I feel about that? I think that is amazing. I personally have a preference for, um, for secular leaders because they're more focused on the equality for all and they wouldn't feel any consternation of their souls between what the religious texts say and what they have to do in the name of human rights. Um, then it says, Get to know these elected officials, invite them to speak at your meetings and events, talk to them about issues and legislation, look for opportunities to join them on this list, run for public office. So, um, I'll just name whomever I'm led to name and we'll take it from there. So, We have federal elected officials in California, Jared Huffman, U.S. House Representatives, uh, CD2 office website. Representative Huffman is a humanist and agnostic. He was re-elected and appointed this to a two-year term. This is fifth term. Huffman is the founder and co-chair of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus. Um, man, I would love to work with the Congressional Free Thought Caucus on human rights stances, personally. 
Maryland, Jamie Raskin, U.S. House of Representatives, CD8, office website. Although he is emphatically Jewish, Congressman Raskin has repeatedly identified himself as a quote-unquote humanist and told the Washington Post that humanism is his philosophy. I've always described myself as a humanist because I think it's the greatest philosophical movement in human history. Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, Benjamin Franklin, Albert Einstein, they're my heroes. I believe that they are humanists of every religious stripe. Raskin won election to Congress in 2016 after serving a decade in the Maryland State Senate, where he was majority whip. He won re-election 2020 and is serving his third term. Raskin is a co-chair of the Congressional Free Thought Caucus. Wow. So I love the fact that Jared is humanist agnostic because I relate to those things. And I'm glad that Jamie said that um, humanism is the greatest philosophical move in human history because that is true. And like him, I do think that there are humanists of every religious stripe as well. Uh, so, of course, I can't leave out the state elected officials in Arizona. Melody Hernandez, Arizona House of Representatives, District 26 Office website. Representative Hernandez is an agnostic. She's elected in 2020 to a two-year term. Way cool. Jennifer Germain, Arizona House Representative, District 18, Office website. Representative Germain is religiously unaffiliated. I identify with that. She was reelected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is her second term. Awesome. Jennifer Longden, Arizona House Representative, District 24, Office website. Representative Longden is an atheist. I, I, I feel that. She was reelected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is her second term. Wow. So Karen McCormick and Brianna Tatone. Uh, Representative McCormick is spiritual but not religious. I feel that. She was elected in 2020 to a two year term. Brianna Tatone, Colorado G General Assembly, District 26 Office website. Representative Tatone is spiritual but not religious. She was reelected in 2020 to a two year term. This is her second term. Awesome. 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 Ooh. Oh. Bambach from Delaware, Delaware State House, District 23, office website, Representative Bambach is Unitarian Universalist, I'm that. He was re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is fifth term. Representative Morris, Eric Morris in Delaware State House, District 27, office website, Representative Morris is an atheist and humanist. He's elect, he, was, he was elected in 2020 to a two-year term. And then, wow, Atheist the Humanist, I relate, I relate. Anna Escamini from Florida. Uh, Florida House Representative, District 47, office website. Representative Escamini is secular, so am I. She's re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is her second term. Michael Greco, Florida House Representative, District 113, office website. Rep, Rep Greco is not religious. I, I, I. I'm not religious either. He's re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is the second term. Wow. Wow. David Moon, Maryland. Maryland House of Delegates, District 20, off website. Dale Moon is non-religious. I'm non-religious too. 
He is re-elected in 2018 to a four-year term. This is his second term. Oh, this is phenomenal. Uh, wow. Okay, William Brownsburg, a Massachusetts State Senate second, Suffolk and Middlesex. Also, it's like, Senator Brownsburg is a non-theist. I relate. I do. Is re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is fifth term. Brownsburger served in Massachusetts House of Representatives from 2007 to 2012. Ooh, Tram Nagayan, Massachusetts House of Representatives, ASEX, District 18 Office website. Representative Nagayan identifies as Buddhist and spiritual, but not religious. I am all those things too. He's reelected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is his her second. This is her second term. Wow, Jeff Irwin, Michigan State Senate, District 18 Office website. CERN Irwin is a non-believer. I really relate. He was the elected in 2018 to a four-year term. Irwin served in Michigan State House from 2010 to 2017. Jen McGowan, Minnesota State Senate, District 7. Office website, Senator McGowan is a secular humanist. Me too. She's re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. Oh, this is phenomenal. I am so happy right now. Ooh, Christy Barlett, New Hampshire. House of Representatives, Merrimack District 19, office website. Representative Barlett is a Unitarian Universalist Humanist. Me too. She's re-elected in 2022 to a two-year term. This is her fifth term. John Bordenet, New Hampshire, House of Representatives, Cheshire District 5, office website. Representative Bordenette is a member of a Unitarian Universalist congregation. That's going to be me in the future. He's re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is his fourth term. Wow. I'm a student of all religions, but I don't practice anything. I'm, re- I'm referencing Amanda Gorg- Gorgu, New Hampshire House Representative, Stratford District 25 office website. Representative Gorgu uh, was re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. She was. This is her third term. Hmm. Pat McGee, New Hampshire House Representative, Hillsboro 27 office website. Representative McGee doesn't practice any religion. That's my reality. She was re-elected 2020 to a two-year term. This is her second term from 2018 to 2020 in Hillsboro 40. Um, this is, I am not affiliated with a religious organization either. I'm referencing Susan Smith, New Hampshire House, representative Grafton District 8, office website. Representative Smith is not affiliated with a religious organization. She's re-elected in 2022, a two-year term. This is her seventh term. Ah, I'm happy. Jabari Brisport, New York, New York State Senate District 25 Office website. Senator Brisport is a secular Buddhist. He's re-elected. He was elected 2022 to a two-year term. This is his This is his first term. I am so that's so me. And there's more I want to say. Basically, they are the rest of the politicians on here. Well, I'll just name some last, a little bit of them. 
I'll, I'll name these three. Name these four, and then I'll be done. Oregon, Julie Foggy, Oregon House Representative, District 14 Officer Site. Representative Fahey doesn't identify with any religion. I, I, I feel that way too. She was re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term, and she served as Deputy Majority Whip this third term. Pam Marsh, Oregon House of Representative District 5 Office website. Representative Marsh is not affiliated with a religious organization. I'm not either. She was re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is her third term. Um, Marty Wild, Oregon House of Representative District 11 Office website. Representative Wild is a member of a Unitarian Birth Congregation. is a member of the Secular Community. Me, me, me too, all the way. She was re-elected in 2020 to a two-year term. This is the second term. Ah! That is so refreshing. I'm happy. And I want to say this. This is how I honestly feel. Okay, what does it mean to be agnostic? Okay. In 2018, Scientific American published an article titled The Number of Americans with No Religious Relation is Rising, which looked at the rising number of Americans like myself who don't identify with any religion. In 2018, a survey done by the Pew Research Center found 34 to 36% of millennials like myself, identify as atheist, agnostic as nothing in particular. I would say that for me, I'm definitely nothing in particular, and I do experience agnosticism. Um, now, some people say, what about the word atheist? For me, I reject any deity that you can easily subscribe human rights abuses and human rights violations to. As I've read books, religious texts of, and canons, if you will, of these deities, I have found human rights violations and abuses that are easily sanctioned. Slavery, um, queer phobia, um, Horophobia, um, atheist discrimination, uh, misogyny, uh, misandry, and adult supremacy, um, genocide, war crimes, rape culture. So, I reject conservative theology's deities because within conservative theology, human rights violations, human rights abuses are, are promoted within their canons. So, 
because of all that, I reject conservative theology's Holy Trinity. And the fact that incest was okay in the Bible before Lot's daughters, I, I don't believe in that kind of deity. Ugh. I don't believe in a deity that would sanction such things. So, if there's a holy trinity, it's nothing like how the Bible has depicted it in terms of You know, these Bible writers saying that, oh, the Holy Trinity inspired me to write these human rights violating slash abusing scriptural verses slash passages. No, I don't think the Holy Trinity did any of those things. I think the Bible writers fucked up. So let's say there's a Holy Trinity. The Bible writers is the picture of the Holy Trinity in terms of, see, this is why hate crimes happen to people with disabilities and Black, Indigenous people of color, BIPOC people, and LGBTQ plus people, and, you know, the serial killing of sex workers, especially the ones that they call prostitutes, the archaic term, because the Holy Trinity, I'm like, no, I just, I don't think conservative, the I think conservative theology was not invented by God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. I think conservative theology was invented by the Bible writers. So the Holy Trinity didn't fuck up, the Bible writers did. And then I feel, um, I don't mind embracing a, a ho the Holy Trinity, but does it have to be all males, why not any gender sexual diversity amongst divinity and deities, even Christ figures, yeah, that's problematic for me. So I think the Holy Trinity, it could be literal and figurative. I just don't think that the Holy Trinity is cis-heteropatriarchy and I don't think the Holy Trinity is into being the arch nemesis of the human rights movement. I honestly think that the Bible writers, a lot of them were art, were enemies of the human rights movement because of what they wrote. Um, so that's why. And um, what about, you know, so I don't, I, I don't think Jesus was religious. Um, in other words, I don't think Jesus was ultra preachy or ultra churchy. If that were the case, how come the societal rejects of his day found him so appealing because they did not experience religion from him? Um... And as for the human rights atrocities that are attributed to Jesus, I don't think Jesus said any of those verses that lead up to that. 
I think the Bible writers fucked up again. That is how I honestly feel. So, I don't, so for me, some people would say, like, I don't mind embracing Jesus. I just don't think that Jesus is what conservative theology says he is. I don't mind embracing the Trinity. I just don't think the Holy Trinity is what conservative theology says they are. I disagree with the Bible's depictions of Jesus and the rest of the Holy Trinity. Um, and as for the Holy Trinity, that concept was not a part of the original manuscript, so that came into place when Constantine and um, religious males, they formulated the, the Holy Trinity. Um, so that's why I'm extra iffy about the concept of the Holy Trinity because of that. And that's why I'm extra iffy about their version of Jesus that most Christians believe in. Um, because I get that there's multiple sides of beings. However, when it's put in a polytheistic fashion and they claim to be monotheistic, that's problematic. If you're polytheistic and you want to have multiple gods, I'd rather you just say that than let's have multiple gods and say they're all one god. Like the way y'all treat the Holy Trinity. Y'all don't treat the Holy Trinity in a monotheistic fashion. Y'all tend to treat it in a polytheistic fashion. Because there is a relationship between Christianity and polytheism. And the fact that paganism and Christianity have a relationship in terms of holidays. Don't stop calling people pagans. And just admit, okay, there are things about pagans we like. We have paganism within us. I'd rather them just say that instead of living in um, theological denial. And then, for me, it says... And then let me quickly read this. Um, this is the only thing I read about UEA.org, okay? It says, What do we believe about God? It's very short, so I'm going to get back to the article. What do we believe about God? Unitarian verses have many ways of naming what is sacred. Some believe in a God, some don't believe in a God. Some believe in a sacred force at work in the world and call it love, mystic source of all the spirit of life. Um... We have thousands of individuals of all ages, each influenced by our cultures and life experiences to understand the grounds of our being in our own way. Unitarian verses are agnostic, theists, atheists, and everything in between. We join together not because we have a shared concept of divine. Rather, we gather knowing that life is richer in community than when we go it alone. We gather to know and be known, to comfort and be confident, to celebrate the mystery that binds us each to all. We welcome you in the fullness of your beliefs. Join us in exploring life's deepest questions in a spiritually diverse, supportive, and challenging community. 
excited to meet you where you are, see how we can all learn and grow together. And so for me, I think that there is a mystery that binds us each to all. Um, is it possible that there's that it could be spared a life? Perhaps. Um, what does the word perhaps mean? Used to express uncertainty or possibility. There we go. Um, could it be love? Perhaps. Could it be source of all? Perhaps. Could it be a sacred force at work in the world? Perhaps. Um, I'm not fully able to provide scientific evidence for these things. That's why the uncertainty part is there. That's also why the possibility part is there. Um, does it, does it want, I mean, could it be a they, like something or some things, perhaps? Could it be a someone or someone's, perhaps? Could it be something and some things? Perhaps could it be someone and someone's? Perhaps. Does they or it want to be labeled anything? That's the same question I'm asking because I'm just I'm just speechless in terms of putting words to that that's that's the question mark that I share with a lot of people and does it say I want to be labeled something or something someone and someone's that's the same questions I'm asking because it just makes me speechless that's just my answer um Do I always believe in deity and or deities, Christ figure and Christ figures? No, I don't always believe in those things. Um, am I always a theist? No. Uh, overall, would I would would I would like. Overall, would it be would would it be amazing and awesome to have at least one divine designer? Yes, for me. Um, that way, all my questions can be answered. Um, well, if I die, at least all my theological questions can be um, directly, bluntly, honestly answered. Um, Do I think that there, um, do I think that there could be a, um, 
could there be a divine prudence? Perhaps. Um, now, as for like a Christ figure, because there have been so many of them named in history, could there be one or multiple? Perhaps. I mean, I, 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 it would be really, really jaw-dropping and shocking for people to come up with these ideas on their own and not have any source inspire those thoughts. It's like, how do you think that completely on your own? It's, it's, it causes bewilderment to me. So, could it be Jesus? Perhaps could it be the mother messiah? Uh, messianic figures in ancient era perhaps I mean hey um I don't I say perhaps because again I don't I don't I don't have the full capability to scientifically scientifically answer all of these things evidentially in the name of proof so I just think that you know these are such gray areas it's these are all duplexities and complexities too um what I would I mean child Antonio believes in the Holy Trinity um adult me is more of what is the best way to properly contextualize all traditional Christian beliefs could they be literal or figurative or both you know is it possible that they could be all literal perhaps could it be possible that they're all figurative perhaps could it be possible that they're all literal and figurative perhaps I mean I have I have yet to see science confirm or deny which truths these truths are um, just because something's not true literally doesn't mean it's not true figuratively. And I had to learn that even with religion and theology and spirituality and faith and piety. Um, I do consider myself to be original bless an original blessing. I don't consider myself to be so terrifying to God that I'm that I'm original sin to God. I no. No. Not at all. To explain more uh, of what I, I I mean. Um Let me just say this. I go by, this is how I feel. The 
Celtic theologian Pelagius, circa 354-14, saw creation as being very good and revelation that God created the world with original blessing, not original sin. That's what I am convicted of. Another way to say it is that the beholder and the beloved are not separated by sin, they're united by love. Those are my convictions, too. Being blessed first and foremost is the cause of being, not a consequence for being. That's my conviction, too. And um, what that means for me is it shouldn't be the whole, well, because you're bad, you really need to be blessed. No, it's because I'm born, I should be blessed because I'm human. And... uh, that's just how I feel too. I think very few people fit the original sin uh, belief. People like um, Adolf Hitler and the white women who falsely accused black men of rape during slavery days, as well as Joseph Stalin and Mussolini and Idi Amin, Saddam Hussein, Osama bin Laden. Now, they, to me, they fit the original sin category. If you want to put that, put, put them in there, you can. Um... Now, I would still feel like, but why were they allowed to be born bad, potentially, you know? It would still make me question, what kind of creator is this? Um, I think original sin has to do with pure evil. Most people are not pure evil, so most people don't fit into the original sin category. Okay, so... There's more I need to share. And there's more that I have to be honest about. Um, While most people have a general understanding of atheism, agnosticism, for me, can be a little more confusing since I experienced the falling in the gray area between total belief and total disbelief in the existence of a higher power and slash or die. Um, that's what I tend to experience. Um, so it says, um, you know, while the world's major religions disagree 
about the particulars of who is slash or what God is. They all agree on one thing. The universe is created by a power which contain which contains intervene about the world and human life. That's what child me believes. Um, child me believes in all the traditional Christian beliefs. Without being phobic or bigoted, of course. Um, I never had a problem with LGBTQ plus people, even when I was in organized crime. I didn't focus on their orientation. I just focused on being kind to them and was never uncomfortable with them. I never thought badly about their orientation at all. I never felt bad about their non-binary um, senses of self. I just never, I was never a phobic person. I, I didn't think about it obsessively. And I was just like, you know, let me just be godly and loving toward them. I, I, I never tried to change them or try to convince them of, of anything. I, I just was like, they're people. And that's how I always felt. And um, and then it says, when someone like me is agnostic, however, that person, meaning me, neither fully believes nor fully disbelieves that there is any sort of higher power. Um, in other words, I I'm that way because... I struggle to consistently believe due to the organized crime in my childhood, uh, broken home, dysfunctional family, rejection by the education system, the workplace system, and the housing system of North America, the racism, the mental health challenges, um, the severe abuses of all types in my childhood, and, um, the ableism and racism. So that's what that means for me. Um, Another thing about me Lastly, when it comes to agnosticism, is that um, I'm always open to any scientific data that confirms or denies um, existence of God or gods and the data has to be overwhelmingly credible um, I'm open to all truths whether they're easy truths hard truths in between easy and hard truths I'm open to all truths like I said again I'm open to all facts F-A-C-T-S all easy facts, all hard facts, all between easy and hard facts. That's just where I stand. And, um...
seen an ultimate, any ultimate reality such as God. I'm questioning if that's fully knowable or fully known. I'm asking the same questions a lot of people are. And, um... Let's take a moment to define agnostic. The term was first coined by English biologist Thomas Henry Huxley in 1884, who coined the term agnostic to refer to people who, um... Confess themselves, I wouldn't say hopelessly ignorant, I would say I confess themselves to be, um, inquisitively ignorant concerning a variety of matters about which metaphysicians and theologians, both orthodox and heterodox, um, I wouldn't say dogmatized with utmost confidence, I would say both orthodox and heterodox um, express with the utmost confidence is a much better way to put it. So I would say um, for me being agnostic is about recognizing that I have not been at the place where I could be fully confidently believing in or fully confidently disbelieving in the orthodoxy of religion or metaphysics because when you grow up the way I did the concept of the ultimate reality such as God for example it's a zigzagging all over the place roller coaster of my heart my mind my soul my memories and even my body at times so that is what agnosticism um, means for me. And um, I'll be talking a little about religion in the next episode, a little bit. Um, mostly, next episode will be about, you know, what happened to me sexually organized crime or I'm wrapping those things up tomorrow but yes you know when it comes to even you know religion um I've arrived at these points and I'm no longer ashamed nor worried nor fearful about being at these points um knowing the historical Jesus I would experience limitless and endless empathy and limitless and endless compassion limitless and endless sacrificial love limitless and endless unconditional love limitless and endless uh, neighborly love and limitless and endless agape love and limitless and endless brotherly love from him to me, and I experience limitless and endless compassionate love from him to me.